no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. On today's show, we break down free agent targets for the Bears and give our thoughts on the NFL Combine. A-Dub, talk to him. Man, Prez, your boy got to get his nice license renewed, man. Man, shit, you about to, I hope you took a day off work. For no, man, it's a long time. You got to stand those long lines, man, at the DMV, man. It's just tough, bro. I hate it. And also, too, Good luck finding one that's open right now because because of COVID, a lot of the DMVs, they actually have, like, reduced hours, and a lot of them are closed on Mondays and Fridays. That shit crazy right now. Man, I, mean, I got to plan all that stuff out. That just sucks to me. Because I've actually been meaning to get over to the DMV myself. I need to get a, a duplicate title on one of my vehicles, and I've been putting it off because I just haven't been trying to deal with all them fucking people and waiting that, in that damn line. But, hey, audience – A-Dub <laughs> just gave me a little bit of motivation. I need to go ahead and get that shit done because, <laughs> you know, you keep waiting and keep waiting. It ain't going nowhere. No, it ain't, man. I don't need to have no problem with law enforcement. I don't want none of that smoke right there. No, nah, get that damn license. Mine can wait. It's just the title. Yours, important. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but no, man, audience, listen, we are back. The DBE boys, man, we have been traveling all over. As, as we record this, I'm not even in Chicago right now. I'm in an undisclosed location. We're out here doing the good work. You guys know we have another platform that we're covering all Chicago sports. And so A-Dub and I are going to be over the next couple of weeks all over the fucking state. And in fact, I'll actually be in Indianapolis next week. So audience, we're going to leave y'all hanging. We're going to keep hitting y'all with that content. But just know, A-Dub and I are sorry that maybe one week the podcast may come out on a Thursday. Maybe another week it comes out on a Saturday. We're doing the best we can. Bear with us. <laughs> yep, I'm with you, man. Just bear with us. But listen, with that being said, A-Dub, let's get into it. First of all, I want to give a shout-out to our brother, Justin Fields. Happy birthday to you, young goat. Yeah, happy birthday, Justin Fields, man. I wonder what he's up to today. Working out, probably. <laughs> probably knowing him. Yep, probably got a good workout in, probably somewhere being focused, worried about, you know, making it happen for his team. But, Justin, in case you listen to this, I want you to have some fun, too, now. I want you to have some fun, too, young man. Yeah, find a time to party a little bit, live a little bit. You deserve it. Yeah, you do. It's a long season, so enjoy yourself when you can. But I wanted to give him a quick shout-out there. And also, the Bears made a, lot, a little bit of a roster move, A-Dub. They signed another inside linebacker, this time Joe Thomas. Now, this guy right here, and what I'm noticing with Ryan Poles here, because of that shift to the 4-3, he's identifying that inside linebacker position as a position that they need to get some increased depth. But the one thing that I like about this is just another guy that's a strong special teamer, a special teamer player. I like that. A guy can do multiple things, Perez, but you're right, that depth is going to be key for us. Yeah, sh shifting over to the 4-3, you can't have enough depth. I've talked about that before. And a guy like this who's 30 years old, so he's a veteran in the league. So if his number's called, he's going to step in and get the job done. So we'll see what happens. The more and more I hear him talk, A-Dub, 
I just get excited, man, because I said, fuck, man, this this is a welcome change to have that type of transparency coming from that general manager position. Yeah, he's been open and honest with us, Perez. And I can tell you, man, I don't think the guy getting much sleep either because he seems like he's just working every day. Well, shit, hey, listen, in this role, I mean, in that role, in that position, I mean, and even to give Ryan Pace a little bit of credit, I'm sure he probably had a lot of nights where he wouldn't get much sleep. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. The coaches, the scouts, and those are the ones that I really, really give my uh, I give a salute to the scouts because when we were down at the Senior Bowl, and I was talking to a couple of the scouts, and I'm like, man, you guys are traveling year-round. And this one guy was telling me about, like, yeah, he was like, bro, he said, I see more tape and see more games <laughs> than the average person should see. He said sometimes, he said, you see so much of it that he's like, he knows within two minutes of looking at a guy if they're going to be a fit. And I'm like, God damn, I think that's like <laughs> crazy to just be able to say, nope, not a fit, not our guy. Like, they just know when they know, you know what I mean? Right, right. That's that's understanding your craft, man. Understanding what you're looking at and knowing what's going on, man. Those guys know. Well, yeah, but it's like you do it so so much. It's just sec it's second nature. It's almost right. like how you get in the car in parallel park. That's him. He's looking at the film. He's like, nope. <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> I already know we're going to get out of this. Mm -hmm. I was talking to actually a college uh, scout recently. and He was talking about how when they go into – recruiting high school kids to, to come play, you know, at their universities. And they're like, look, all we do is scour through film. They said, we get so many kids and coaches that send us film over. They said, we cut that film on 10, 20 seconds into it. we like, nope, not our guy, not a fit for us, not a fit, not a fit, not a fit. So when I think about that, the conversation, well, I think about the conversations that I was having with some of the scouts out at the Senior Bowl and all this, you guys know what's going on right now with the Combine. And I happen to, I just have to think about the fact that you have all these prospects that are down there in Indianapolis and they don't even realize they could be doing the slightest, the little bitty thing. And some scout sees it and he's over there crossing the name off like, nope, not our guy. So that's when you look at this combine, these guys have to be on it. They have to be on it because these scouts, man, they are looking for anything and everything. They're looking for, they want you to give them a reason not to draft you. Man, that's more the reason, like you said, for those players to be on their top of their game, man. Because anything can, can prevent them from getting that opportunity. So the one thing that I wanted to give, well, not, I, I guess the one thing I wanted to start our discussion off today is talking about the press conference that Ryan Poles had with the media at the Combine. And piggybacking off of what we were just talking about a second ago when it comes to the scouts. Now, I do like the fact that when Ryan Poles was speaking to the media, he talked about the fact of how he and his team and his scouts sit down how they analyze things. And he says, look, we want open forum. We want, if I don't agree with someone on something, well then explain to me what it is that you're seeing so that way I can see it in the way that you're seeing it. And it seems like for a lack of better words, I hate to use the term collaborative because we made so many jokes about that on the show last year with the old regime. But it seems like the way Ryan Poles is working with his scouts is, is unique in the sense that he's actually welcoming feedback he also said that they want to have open and honest communication. He doesn't want a room of yes men. And I think that that's very important, especially when you're talking about turning around the Chicago Bears. Oh, definitely, Perez. That's always something important right there. And it looks like Ryan Poles is one of those guys who really values that, man, collaboration piece of it. But also, like you said, man, just talking it through. I see something differently. Okay, you see something differently. Let's talk about that. So keeping that open communication around players. And one of the other things, too, that I took away from his conversation was Ryan Poles. This guy, definitely, and we talked about it before on the show, 
building depth, I think is going to be something that we're going to see with the way that he builds this roster. I mean, we're already seeing it with that inside linebacker position, but I've talked about it so many times, A-Dub, with the audience. When you look at this team right now, offensively, defensively, special teams, there's so many areas that they need to be honing in on. Wide receiver, offensive line, defensive line, defensive back, and obviously what he's been doing with the linebacker position. But the thing that I liked when Ryan Poole sat down with the media, A-Dub, is he said that's going to be a priority with building depth. And I like that. Because you know, with free agency coming up, audience, which we're going to get into that a little bit later on, free agency, we know we're not going to sign back every guy on this roster. We're going to Correct. lose some guys. So it's going to be very important to make sure not only are we replacing guys, but we're also having some people in the wings that are waiting. Because you never know. It's a long season. You never know what can happen. You can never have enough talent on the roster. You can never have enough talent, Perez. And we know we've seen time after time where people get hurt and injured. Um, and missing weeks, so you're gonna need that depth. That's gonna be one that, that that take ownership, right? And what they yep. do. So yep. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You know, guys who like, you know what? I made a mistake. I gotta fix it. So uh, instead of one of those guys who think they know everything and everything is perfect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like that, man. He talked about that piece. Then he also talked about the eye test, right? Looking at things, what they see, you know, and what they understand. So that's important as well. Well, I think it's important to have that type of culture on your team with guys that can look themselves in the mirror and, and, and let you know, hey, I messed up, my bad, instead of put, looking to point the fingers. You got a lot of guys that will look to blame external. Oh, it's the coach or it's the way that I was utilized. No, sometimes you got to take a, a little responsibility for what's going on there as well. So that, I, I did like that one as well. And it was really key to see the fact that Darnell Mooney, your boy Money Moon, has impressed Ryan Poles early on. I thought that was something that stood out to me in that conversation as well. You know my boy Money Moon, a workaholic. You know my boy Money Moon, a workaholic, Perez. He t- like to put the work in, man, and, and grind out. So he's showing some improvements, showing they're getting better, Perez. So you know what? I'm kind of glad that Ryan Poles see it the way I see it. Yeah, I mean, his exact words, is he said was he was blown away by the person. So for me, we already know that Darnell Mooney is a bright spot on this team, a budding star in this league. But he said he likes the fact that the kid's got a quiet confidence about him, but he said he's hungry to be special. I, when I heard those words, I said, yeah, he gets it. And I've always thought that about Money Moon. I also wonder who are they going to pair with the Darnell Mooney, which audience, we don't get into that. We talk about our free agency targets. But when you got a kid like this on your team that knows that he needs to get better and is going to put the work in to get better and the GM sees that, sky's the limit, bro. Sky's the limit. That's what it comes down to, Perez, putting that work in. And I think a lot of folks have seen that. We saw him working with A-Rob and all that good stuff. So a lot of good things we see, a lot of good qualities we see in um, my boy Money Moon. Now, another issue or another area, and we've talked about this on the show, when it comes to Tariq Cohen. Now, Ryan Poles did address that, and I thought that that was a really good question by the media member that asked him about that. And Ryan Poles was very direct. And the one thing I appreciate about him, He's thoughtful in the way that he communicates, and I like that. He said we're going to take a wait-and-see approach when it comes to Tariq Cohen. So, for me, it makes me wonder, are they kind of maybe on the fence of thinking, well, (laughs) if the guy's not ready to go, we're not going to hang on to him for a whole entire season. It'll be another season, Perez, right, where he won't be able to play if that's the case, right? So, I think they're doing a good job by monitoring the situation. Let's, Let's call a spade a spade here. He signed a three-year contract extension in 2020, but he's missed 30 games in the last two years after tearing his ACL. That's a lot of time that he's missed. Obviously, 
I feel that Tariq Cohen is very valuable to this team. However, if he's not going to be available, I think that cap space could be utilized in other areas. I'm with you there, Fred. I mean, can he, is he still the same guy he once was? No, very, very, very important. Because the point that I was making a second ago about using that cap savings, because if they were to cut Tariq Cohen, that's $4 million that you're going to be able to bring in. And now that's even more funds that Ryan Poles has at his disposal. Because when he talked about he understands the importance of building around Justin Fields, that's the thing that I look at. If we could take money from other players that may not be available or players that may have, you know, for lack of better words, have underperformed or maybe not, not may not may not be in our long-term future, well, then put that money towards the offensive line. Put that money towards some playmakers for Justin Fields because I think that's going to be very important, and I love to hear those words come out of Ryan Pohl's mouth. I got to tell you, man, I'm excited because Ryan Pohl's ain't playing no games, Fred. He's looking at everything. And Tariq Cohen, I'm sorry, man. It is what it is. But the fact we got to, like you said, continue to look at Justin Fields and take care of that quarterback first and put the right people around him, as we've been talking about over and over again, Perez, that's top priority. Yeah, I mean, that's one of, to me, one of the most important parts of this is building around Justin, protecting Justin, but then also, too, the one thing that I want to just make sure that this franchise or this, this new regime realizes is, okay, if we're not signing back A-Rob, we got to get a dynamic number one in here to pair with Darnell Mooney. Now, I don't think that Darnell Mooney's a number one, but I think he's a hell of a number two. And if you guys can, and if that organization can get a really standout number one to come in here to pair with a Darnell Mooney, shit, man, this offense is going to be on and pop with a good offensive line, of course. <laughs> yeah, you can't forget the offensive line. Well, there, yeah, a little, 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 cap, little caveat right there for y'all. <laughs> Absolutely. But I, I see your point, though, because you're right, man. This can be an explosive offense if we have the offensive line clicking and then you got somebody to go well with Money Moon, right? That really fits, right? A guy, number one receiver, that really fits the bill. And I think um, if Ryan Poles gets somebody like that, man, I mean, they could take us to a whole nother level, Prince. Mm hmm. But I think, too. Ryan Poles gets it. I think that's the biggest thing that, that I take away from listening to him speak. Because for him, he said he's more interested in film on a player than yep. draft hype. And I think that that's important because how many people have we seen A-Dub that have run a really good 40-yard dad, a, good, a really good 40 at the combine, and then they come out and they're not what we thought they were? John Ross, they got drafted by the Bengals. This man ran a 4-2-something crazy, gets drafted by the Bengals, and he did nothing in the league. So See? we can't fall in love with 40-yard times. You got to look at the film, and you really got to understand who the player is. But also, too, one of the things that it sounds like Ryan Poles is all about is getting to understand the person as – getting to understand the player as a person, what makes them tick. One of the things they did that I really wanted to talk about with the audience is I heard that Matt Eberflus was consulting with people about how to connect with Justin Fields. So not only does he want to be a successful coach, he's like, listen, I need to understand what makes this guy tick. I need to understand a little bit more insight into him. And I think that's huge. Yep. Find all those things out for us like that helps you build a better relationship with the person. I think Eberflus is really thinking about, hey, how can I really get through to Justin Fields? Yeah, because it's got to be more than X's and O's. Right. You got you to understand him a little bit more on, on a deeper level. Absolutely, man. And um, the fact that they're thinking about that press, have the top of mind, 
and putting the work in to try to understand, that just tells you that this regime kind of gets it for us. They really do. Yeah, I'm um, very impressed with what I've seen from them so far. Um, I know it's early audience, but I just have to say that it's just very refreshing to hear them speak and how they talk about this, this sort of stuff. And seeing the fact that when A-Dub and I were down at the Senior Bowl, seeing that Matt Eberflus was down there and he had just gotten hired, had just done his press conference, and he was already down there in Mobile, Alabama, already getting to work. The fact that we had boots on the ground down there, the fact that they're represented so well down at the Combine, it just shows you that this regime, they have this attitude where they know, well, not this attitude, they have this approach that they know that they have to get to work, they got no time to waste, and the Bears and the Bears fan and the Chicago Bears nation, we're hungry. We were talking about Darnell Mooney being hungry. Well, shit, we're starving over here for our team to fucking contend. When you look at what the Rams did in one season, and it's like, why not us? Why can't we do that? Why can't we win? There's nothing stopping us. There's nothing stopping us from being able to put a type of team out there. This is a major market. This is Chicago. And the fact that Ryan Poles, Eberflus understand the culture here, as we and I talked about. Man, you understand the fan base as well. They know what needs to be done. They're working hard, man, to try to change this thing around. And they're doing things that are different. That's what it seems to me that our oil regime has done. So I'm saluting both of those guys, man, because they totally get it, get it. They understand what the job is at hand, what it means to the fans. Yeah, it's, it's early, and I do want to preface that audience. We get that it's early, but right now, some of the things that I'm seeing from these two is just it's, it's been giving me really – Really good signs. And so I'm very, very, very happy about that. Now, audience, I want to turn the page here and talk through the combine a little bit about some guys that I've observed that I thought have kind of piqued my interest a little bit. So we all know offensive line is going to be an area that we really have to make sure that we're strengthening up. And a couple guys that I talked to you guys about during the Senior Bowl, Trevor Pinnon from Northern Iowa. Zion Johnson, Boston College. I was watching these guys and just kind of seeing how they were performing at the combine so far. Now, when I look at a guy like Trevor Penning, now I know I talked shit earlier about the 40-yard time. <laughs> he ran a fucking fast 40. And also, too, I got to ask the audience, and you too, A-Dub, why they had an offensive lineman running the 40-yard dash? Why do they have to do that? <laughs> I have no idea what they got to do with friends. But apparently, I think they want them to show some kind of speed to see what kind of speed they really do have in general, right? I don't know what it's really for because you're right. You're not really going to be going downfield like that. You're not a running back or wide receiver. But, I mean, <laughs> you just want to know, right, what kind of time level they have. I guess, man. I just don't get it. But, however, <laughs> <laughs> he did test very well. Like I said, he ran a very high 40-yard. He did the broad jump. And I'm sitting here like, damn, man, this dude's athletic as hell. They showed during the broadcast this man – dunking he did like a little windmill dunk and i'm like this offensive lineman with that type of athleticism my lord man <laughs> be able to have that kind of ability press just make me think that hey, you guys can probably play more than one sport man oh well shit i'm sure he played basketball in high school i, I would have no if and nor buts about that one but my, <laughs> but my point about that audience is just saying that that's the type of guy that that flashed to me during the senior bowl and what i liked about him during the senior the senior bowl was he was pretty good at pass protection. We talked about during the senior bowl how that defensive line out there was just mucking things up and, and really uh, effective. 
But I thought that Trevor had his moments, especially when they would do the drills, the one-on-one stuff where I thought he did very well at the combine. I thought he's shown up really well in pass protection. But what I really saw, the things that, that the, how you talked about earlier, the eye test, a guy like that passed the eye test for me, Zion Johnson. Now, this is another situation where you have one prospect and Trevor Penning that did all the things test-wise. Everybody's like, oh, my God, they're falling in love with him. But Zion Johnson, A-Dub, was on the other end of the spectrum. He didn't test very well. But the thing that stood out to me was how he performed in his position drills. That was where I was like, okay, because that was what I saw from him down in the senior bowl. And when I saw that at the combine, I said, Zion Johnson is somebody that we need to be taking a nice little look at. And from the main point of the versatility, the guy spent time at center and at guard, both positions that the Bears can be looking to upgrade, A-Dub. You know we need that, man. Versatility on that offensive line that you and I talked about, Perez. So a guy like that can definitely be someone on our radar. Yeah, because the footwork from him, that was one of the, the things that I saw down in Mobile. And one of the things that I saw at the combine, A-Dub, I said, wow, this guy moves very nicely. Lateral, he moves laterally very well. And I also saw the fact of when they were doing the bag drills. This was like one of the things that I had wrote down. I said, okay. The guy packs a punch. Now, I'm just imagining in those close spaces in the trenches there on the offensive line, you got a guy like that that's firing off like the ball like that, he going to pop you. <laughs> and, and, <that's laughs> the, and that was one of the things that I noticed about him, and I like that. That shit had me sitting over there smiling watching him in, the, in those drills at the combine. So those are two guys that I want to follow up with, A-Dub, just to kind of give the audience just an insight into two guys that I really thought impressed me. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Um, and you're right. Got to keep them on the radar for sure. Um, but I'll tell you, man, one guy that did intrigue me, man, was Christian Watson. Um, that guy, man, ran the, what, 436 in the 40. Of course, that's important to me. You know, you got to be able to run pretty fast out there. But I also like them in drills, too, man. His hands, his catches for his, they're doing drills, throwing it straight to him. I mean, the guy got some solid hands, man. And um, I think that's a guy that we talk about pairing up with more than Money Moon type. I'm not sure if he's going to be available, but that's just somebody to look at, right? So if you guys remember, that was a guy that I talked about during the senior bowl as a, as a Bears target. So that's someone that you guys are not. Um, you guys are familiar with us speaking about him on the show, but what I will say, I'm impressed with this kid. I've been impressed with him. Another thing when I think about Christian is the fact that the Bears organization not only met with him down in Mobile, but they have also met with him at the Combine as well, and he confirmed that when he spoke to the media. So obviously there's some interest there between the two, and a, definitely a really good target. I mean, I, audience, I'm not going to retrace anything that you guys remember that we talked about with him, but all of the things that he did in Mobile – when I saw him on tape down there at the combine, definitely impressed me. And to Adel's point, the 40-yard time in this situation, I'll take it because he passes the eye test. He looks really good on film, and the guy ran fast in the 40. So I really, really liked what I saw there. Another guy that we saw out there, Perez, I had to look at also offensive lines. I know you've been looking at it too. I looked at Darian Kennard. I was like, man, I'm not sure he's going to be available for us, but, man, that guy looks strong, Perez. I mean, moving blockers and all that stuff, man, the guy looks like the truth. Yeah, I like him. I like him. I mean, he comes from a good program, good stock. And, you know, we know how those guys perform at the next level. I mean, the, the SEC, if you're a top type of player in that, in that conference, you pretty much are, are, are bona fide to come to the NFL and, and do well. So, no, that's another good call out there. For me, 
outside of the two guys that I mentioned, I mean, I mostly was focused on the offensive lineman. And I know a lot of Bears fans were falling in love with, with Chris Olave from Ohio State because he ran yes. a really good time in the 40. I mean, he ran a good 40 time. He was former teammates with Justin Fields. I get it. I mean, that shit was electrifying what he did out there. And I wouldn't be upset if the Bears draft him. However, I just want to caution everybody about falling in love with the fast 40 times because there's so many talented wide receivers in this draft audience. And I just want us to just proceed with a little caution because there were a lot of them that impressed me in the, in, in, in the combine. The guy Dotson impressed me as well. Perez is one of the wide receivers. I mean, in drills, Perez, the way he was catching the ball, I was like, man, this looked too easy for this guy, man. Very skilled, very sharp. Man, he runs explosively too. So that's saw him catching those deep passes. I was like, man, that's a guy I love to see in the uniform with the Bears too. No, so to that point, I think that that was kind of one of the guys that I was thinking about as well when I made that comment because Dotson, big, he comes from a Big Ten program, uh, came from Penn State, hell of a ball player. And like you said, A-Dub, sometimes you got to just look at what the guy has done on film and also kind of project ahead what you could kind of imagine from this person. Now, coming in, there are a lot of people that had concerns about his height. Well, he put that shit to rest when he got down there to the combine. I thought he was pretty solid in his drills and his testing. So we'll see, you know, but at the end of the day, football, you're playing on that field in between the lines, in between those hashes. So I'm not going to worry too much about the testing. And I'm just going to say, turn on the film of this kid and watch him work because he's a really good, really good player. I like also Alex Pierce, man. I know we, we sort of, you know, I don't think we talked about him much, um, but Alex Pierce is another very good with solid hands as well. Perez, who done very well in those drills, that really just showed me something, man. I said, this guy is continually showing me that, can, that he's getting better. Yeah, that's another guy that, that was intriguing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can see that. I can see that. I think, though, target-wise, when you look at this, I mean, offensive line has to be a priority for this organization. I also think defensive back, Tariq Woolen was a guy that I talked about during the Senior Bowl. He's a guy that I interviewed. I think that he's someone that I hope that Ryan Poles and the staff are definitely giving some good consideration to because I think this kid right here is a raw talent and converted wide receiver. So he has a lot of tools. 6'4", 79-inch wingspan. I couldn't believe it when we were interviewing him. And I said, dude, I was watching you all week making plays out there. I'm like, it looked like he was just effortlessly swatting balls away. He said, well, I got an almost 80-inch wingspan. I just looked. I said, holy wow. shit. <laughs> Amazing, ain't it? <laughs> I'm like, what would, I look, what would that be? Because I'm telling you, that's just, when you look at him, 6'4", almost 80-inch wingspan, ran a 4'4 and a 40. I mean, he passes everything I test-wise. Now, I'm getting ready to nitpick him just a little bit. Go ahead. Fundamentals. I think that's the thing that he's got to clean up. Uh, when he's taking on blockers, I noticed this during the senior bowl, a little sloppy there. Also, he might be better suited for a zone type of scheme defense because mm. that defense would be really good for him because it'll allow him to use that athleticism and also that 80-inch fucking wingspan. <laughs> right, right. I'm glad you thought about the zone. That makes sense, right? That a guy can probably suit that better to where he can actually utilize his talent much better in that area. So, man, that would be nice. I mean, and also another guy, Martin Emerson from Mississippi State. He's another corner that I was pretty high on. 
another zone cornerback, 6'2". Audience, if you guys aren't noticing the theme, I want a wide I want a cornerback that's got some speed out there. I want somebody that can cover these receivers because we see these damn receivers in this NFL with these verticals and these tall, uh, you know, very explosive, freaky, athletic wide receivers. We need to get some more size there on the boundary there. Now, uh, one of the things that I really like about this kid, and if you fired up the tape on him, again, another guy that knows how to use his limp. And I want to start seeing our fucking corners. I want to start seeing our corners being more physical at the line of scrimmage with these wide receivers. Now, this kid here from Mississippi State, you watch the film of him, he's jamming guys off the line of scrimmage. He diagnoses plays. He reads plays really well. And when I talk about having somebody opposite of Jalen Johnson that's going to be able to know what the hell they're going to do, they're going to have to be able to know what the hell they're doing because, Ada, you already know, whoever starts opposite of Jalen, they're getting picked on. Nobody's going to play them games with Jalen. Oh, not at all, Perez, not at all. They're going to test the other side. You're right. You're going to get tested. you got to be ready. And I like your point. You're talking about the physicality, Perez, being physical, man. If you have this, the chance at the line and keep up with them, Perez, Still with the speed wise, man. That's a that's a that's a plus for us. But the and and this again the nitpick areas <laughs> that he's gonna have to clean up. Again, shedding blocks, tackling is something that I saw with this kid that needs to be cleaned up a little bit. So, like I said, you're not gonna have the perfect prospect, but these are just people that that I've been impressed with just kind of watching. Darian Kendrick, the kid from Georgia that I mm -hmm. saw down at the Senior Bowl. Now he has some off the field issues. When we sat down to talk to him at the Senior Bowl, he addressed it. He was he was honest. He said, look, I made some uh, some mistakes there in my past. And he said, I had to pay for them. But he said, but I'm not going to quit on myself. And he said, I know that I'm a good person. I know that I can play in this league. And he said, all I'm looking for is an opportunity. And I think that the right team and the right organization will be able to bring him in. I think he may be like a second or third round type of player. But I tell you one thing, hey, the dude is an athletic freak. But he may struggle with some of the faster receivers in the league. He's more of a quick than fast type of corner. Mm -hmm. But I tell you one thing, man. Certain teams are going to uh, uh, the right team is going to put him in the nickel or the dime package, and they're going to have themselves a player. Kid is taking ownership for things, Perez. That speaks well for probably for Ryan Poles. They hear something like that, you know. Well, I mean, honestly, just and 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 fuck sports for a second. But I think. When you have someone that makes a mistake in this world, no one's perfect. You and I talk about this all the time. Yes, sir. A lot of people are very quick to try to write that person off and kind of, oh, this person's a bad person, this and that. Well, people make mistakes. We we err. And when I look at a kid like this is doing all the right things now, right? He's accountable. He's making the steps to be a productive person out here in this society. And he deserves another chance. And I hope that when he gets that second chance, he makes the most of it. And that's most important right there, Perez, making the best of another opportunity. There's a flash to me in, in the combine. This is not going to be the only episode that we that we focus on these guys, but I was mostly only looking, to be honest with you, on the uh, offensive line and the corners. Um, and I did look at the receivers a bit as well. But honestly, I mean, A-Dub, the, the receiver that you talked about was one that's kind of high on that list of a guy that, that, that I would like. There's a lot of Bears fans that are talking about David Bell, I can see that. I mean, second-round pick. Potentially, this is the wide right receiver out of Purdue. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be mad with that. However, I want us to get, draft an offensive lineman in that second round. If I if the if the pick was if my decision, 
I want to go offensive line there. And if we have to wait to the third or fourth round to get a wide receiver, I'm okay with it because I think there's so much talent at that wide receiver position in this draft that we could get away with waiting. But the offensive line, I want to grab one of these young studs. So, hey, Deb, I got to ask you. So, with free agent, with, with free agency on the horizon, and I talked about it earlier with a lot of positions that we have to look at cleaning up on this team, whether it's the offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, corner. Who are some people that you're kind of looking at a free agency that you want the Bears to target? I was looking at, I know it's maybe a far-fetched, I really don't know, Perez, but you and I talked about the wide receiver group, right? We do need a wide receiver to go with Money Moan. I did look at Chris Godwin because I'm like, you know what? I'm not so sure if the Bucks really want to, Buccaneers really want to bring him back. And I think that may be something that we I don't know how realistic that would be. However, you never know. You never know. And stranger things will happen out here in this world. Stranger things will happen. I did want to say something. I, I want to go back to the wide receivers just real quick, A-Dub. So you talked about um, Alec Pierce, who I thought was really good. Justin Ross, the receiver from Clemson. That was the other guy wide receiver-wise, that I would love that the Bears kind of took a look at. Okay. 6'3". Wild card. I mean, you got to think about the fact that he had a pretty serious injury there where he had a neck and spine injury. Came back and played last season. Had a so-so type of year. But there's also levels to this thing. He didn't have Trevor Lawrence as his quarterback when he came back, right? And so, you know, so I would say a guy like this, high points the football very well. And he's just a big body that teams have to cover. So I I know I sidetracked for a second, but I knew there was one more receiver that I wanted to focus on. So no problem with that, Perez. I just know that Ryan Poles is going to check the medical on that situation. Well, he's, well they, they check not just on his situation, they're <laughs> checking the medical on everybody. Like I said, man, for me, when I look at a guy like this, not only can he play on the outside, but I also think he's going to have the potential to play as a slot receiver as well. And I think that's going to be something that's going to be very important. So the, what made me audience jump in and, and, and throw that wide receiver out there is because when Ada talked about a Godwin, I said, well, Justin Ross could be kind of like a Godwin type of clone. I'm not comparing him. Now, listen to hear me out. I'm not comparing him. <laughs> Al's about to go with you on that one, Briz. <laughs> no, no, no need, sir. I, I, I watch film. But I was going to say, uh, what, what the point I was trying to make on that for the audience is just saying that that type of skill set yeah. would be something that we could utilize. And I see some similarities there. So even if we don't get a Godwin, right? Okay, well, why don't you draft someone that has that type of potential? And that's what I see in, in a Justin Ross. So that's that's what you really kind of motivated me to kind of throw that out there. Oh, no problem. One person that may get released. Now, he hasn't been released yet. Ooh. But there's a lot of rumbling out there that Amari Cooper is likely to be released from the Cowboys. It also looks like they're going to target Michael Gallup as being like that guy there in that office. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you got a guy like Amari Cooper that could potentially enter the free agent market there, Ryan Poles better be on the phone with his agent the moment that fucking happens. I would love to see Amari Cooper in this damn and I would love to see Amari Cooper in a Bears uniform, A-Dub. That would be amazing. Man, on a bad year, perhaps, if you want to call it a bad year, the dude still got eight TDs, man. <laughs> and I'm like, this dude could be awesome, a good target. I mean, a great target for a guy like Justin Fields, man. Reliable, Perez, from that perspective. I like Amari Cooper. They got some consideration here because, as I mentioned, when you got a guy like that, would be a perfect weapon. For Justin Fields. Justin Fields is a young corner, a young quarterback in this league. That would be the perfect 
security blanket of having a guy like that. Think about it. Dependable is experienced. He's seen every type of defense that can be thrown at you. When Amari Cooper got traded to the uh, to the Cowboys, he became Dak's tar- uh, top target. Yep. He would easily be the same thing for Justin Fields. But also, audience, Amari Cooper's in the prime of his career. The guy's only 27 years old. Four-time Pro Bowler. And to the point that you were making, A.W., maybe in the down years, you could call it that. But listen, he still had eight touchdowns. Yep. (laughs) You give me that type of down-year production. (laughs) Right, exactly. That means that, hey, this guy playing his best on on a team like the Bears and being that target, like you're saying, Perez, number one target for us, I mean, those numbers going to go up, Chris, because he's already lethal. He's fast. He's quick. I mean, he got all the twos, man. Very gifted. I mean, when Ryan Pohl spoke and he talked about what he was looking for, a wide receiver, and he said a playmaker. Well, I'm looking at Amari. I'm like, well, there's your guy. That, that's yep. it right there. <laughs> Let's you keep know? that door open for sure. Think about it. Deep threat. That will take the offense to the new to new heights. Comparing that with a Darnell Mooney. Oh, my God. Ugh. I mean, dude. Amari Cooper's route running audience. Now I'm a nerd out on you guys. When you fire up the film and watch him get off the line of scrimmage, how he gets open, his ability to get separation. There were so many times last year where I talked about how our receivers, whether it was A-Rob, whether it was Mooney, they were getting they weren't getting separation. They weren't getting open. They weren't giving Justin Fields any sort of a window to throw the ball. You ain't gonna have that problem with an Amari Cooper. Poof, he gone. <laughs> He's open. Mm-hmm. That would be a pipe dream if it happened, but I would absolutely, absolutely love it. And I say you got to swing for the fences. I know that Ryan Pohl seems to be a guy from what he was talking about at the Combine, that he would probably look for a lot of guys in that second or third wave of free agency. I'm okay with that. But I definitely would love if they made some phone calls and see what was up with Amari. I would not be upset about that at all. Leave that door open there. Ryan Jensen. Tampa Bay Buccaneers center. He's someone that a lot of listeners, uh, Michael is one of them, has asked about. And I said, you know what, Michael, let me do a little bit more homework on him and let me let me see what I, what I think. And I'll tell you one thing. I've talked about it so many times. Sam Mustafer is not the answer at center. Now, Jensen will solidify one position, but we will still have questions at, at the tackle and the guard position. But I'll tell you, the guy's nasty, Michael. When you watch him on film, you're like, okay, that's Chicago Bears offensive lineman right there. He's going to bring some nasty. But for me, A-Dub, I wonder, okay, if you go after a guy like this, right, I want them to bring back James Daniels. Cody Whitehair, you're going to have to probably have a, as one of your guards. Is that the move? Or do you slide Cody Whitehair back to center? See, that's the thing. It all depends on how Ryan Poles sees this team where guys are going to line up at you know what i mean but yeah to run to, to michael's point with a guy like ryan oh my god he's nasty i wouldn't mind that at all i mean you saw the way he protected tom brady for these last couple of seasons i'm sure tom brady loved the guy too for sure he did and the other key with that press is durability and availability this guy's that he's doing his job man and staying consistent and it's only allowed two sacks and over a thousand snaps i mean come Ooh. on man that's crazy. That's crazy. Now, with Justin Fields back at, at the quarterback position, where was all the pressure coming? Well, it was coming from damn near everywhere, but he was getting a lot of pressure coming right up the middle, too. 
That's true, man. If you can protect Brady, who don't run at all, and just the field's got mobility, I think that's a good marriage right there, Press. <laughs> yeah, so my, my thing is what, 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 what a Ryan Jensen is, okay, if you're moving Cody Whitehair back to center, okay, fine. But if they're talking about keeping Cody Whitehair at the guard position, then a guy like Ryan Jensen makes a lot of sense, and I'll be okay with it. Um, with multiple guys. So, hey, I'm with you, man. Let's see what they want to do, what the Bears want to do. James Daniels, as I talked about earlier in the offseason, definitely has to come back. I think with him hitting free agency, we just got to bring him back. Only 24 years old, entering his fifth year in the season. I think this kid with the proper development, with the proper coaching, I think he could develop into a really nice player. The guy's got a lot of talent, a lot of raw skills. We haven't seen the best of James Daniels. We were starting to see it, then he got hurt. Yep, I think that's what happened to him, Perez, the injury. And when he wasn't, when he was healthy, we saw a lot of good in James Daniels, man. And um, I think there's more to him than what we saw. I think he can even get better with you. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think he can get even better. So James Daniels, somebody keeping the pipeline, man. Teron Arnstead. Now, this is somebody that's an offensive tackle. Now, I know this is going to be unpopular with some people because they'll be like, well, Perez, what about Tevin Jenkins? What about Larry Borum? Listen, I got no <laughs> issues with those guys. However, are we talking about upgrading this offensive, offensive line? Would you guys agree that Tyron Armstead will be an upgrade over those two names that I mentioned? See, we have to stop falling in love with potential, and we got to start thinking about production. And Tyron Armstead is a nasty motherfucker in his own right. However, he's going to ask for a lot of fucking money in free agency, and I just don't see how we would be able to pony up to get a, a Tyron Armstead and an Amari Cooper. But I'll tell mm -hmm. you one thing. Teron Armstead is somebody that I'm looking at, and I'm like, shh, if they could somehow find a way, oh, I would love that. Because you don't even know what plans the organization the organization has for Tevin Jenkins. What if, they're don't know. To, what if they're looking to move him to another position? Absolutely, Perez. And I think you and I kind of alluded to that before, that, hey, is he for sure the left tackle? He may not be. No, because in my, in my ideal world, I think that Tevin Jenkins is a right tackle. I think that a left tackle should be brought in here. Larry Borman has shown you that he has the versatility to kick out and play that left tackle position. But what if Larry Borman could be a guard? So that's yep. the thing. It all just depends on how this stuff shapes up. So we can go to multiple directions when it comes down to certain guys. You know, uh, with Borum, if we keep James Daniels, of course, Jenkins. I mean, it, it's a lot, man, to consider here. So I'll see what the team, what the, what the front, front office want to do there. Christian Kirk, this is an intriguing name that I want to talk to the audience about. Wide receiver from the Arizona Cardinals. Now, we've talked about surrounding Justin Fields with weapons. Well, Christian Kirk, I thought, was underutilized with the Cardinals because the Cardinals had so many weapons on that offense. But I think he would be someone that could come in that slot and just be dynamic. He would be the perfect addition. Now, I said that I thought that he was underutilized in, in Arizona. The guy has 77 catches, almost 1,000 yards, and five touchdowns. I thought he could have had even more than that. I think that on a team like Chicago, he could eat in his offense. Man, he picked right there, Perez. A guy to get who can help out, man. Intriguing guy to pick up. So if the Bears could get him. I mean, you had me thinking about another guy, man, from the slide. It kind of crossed my mind, too. Um, Price, uh, Bryce Callahan, man, well, with Denver. You know, um, I thought about him. But Bryce Callahan, someone that played here in Chicago in the past, 
injury history got him out there to Denver. I, I wouldn't be upset with a Bryce Callahan coming back to this defense. You know, we'll see. Could be because I think Jalen Johnson has already shown you what he could do in this league. The guy's got a major chip on his shoulder. The guy was on Twitter yesterday talking about he's tired of people disrespecting him. I'm like, shit, man, whatever, whoever disrespecting you out there, I hope they keep talking that shit because that's going <laughs> to keep firing you up. Then let's go. I'm, I'm down for it. I'm down for it. Yeah, for sure, man. Hey, look, get yourself ready for the season. We haven't talked about any safeties, and we know that more than likely Tayshawn Gibson probably won't return. That's just my opinion, but I don't think that he's going to return. I think that he's probably priced himself out of the Bears' price range. They got put in a really solid season here. I think that he's on a test free to see if somebody's going to give him a little cash. So when I look at a potential replacement, I like Jabril, Jabril Peppers. He's someone that he's someone that has intrigued me since he's been in the league. And I thought that I, I thought when he came out of Michigan that the kid was going to be a star. And what we see from Jabril is he's bounced around from a lot of different teams. But I wonder, man, if you get him on the right defense with the right type of talent around him, if we can see the Jabril, the playmaker Jabril playing next to Eddie Jackson. So that would be someone that I think could be a nice running mate for Eddie Jackson. Look, Eddie Jackson would definitely need it because uh, it the last guy before we get out of here is Hayden Hurst. Now, I talked about in the last episode how Cole Komet is the only tight end that's under contract entering the season. And that's why I want Jesse James to be resigned because I talked about the chemistry that he and Justin Fields have with each other. But Hayden Hurst from the Falcons, I think that he would be a nice little addition to this team. And I think that he would complement the things that Cole Komet does. Now, the Bears may not be able to afford him. But all these, these are just guys that I'm looking at and I'm thinking that they could be surefire, nice additions to this team to complement what Ryan Poles is going to do in the draft in April. That's always something, you know, I mean, because the Bears, you never know what direction they want to go in with the guys we are currently have. Do they want to use them? Do they want to, you know, let Jesse James do his thing with commit? Or do we want to bring somebody in who can actually just already there and just can do the job? So, you know, we'll just kind of see where they go. But you know what? That is a good pick. I can look at him on the way out for his, because I still keep looking at this secondary, though, man. Uh, again, I'm not sure what direction we're going to go from a corner standpoint. But I do like Xavier Rose, man. I think he'll be a good guy. I mean, he's already played with the coach before for his. Uh, on the Eberflus, I thought he'd still be a guy that could, uh, you know, uh, come and help us out. I know he's not the guy he was with the Vikings, but the guy still is showing me that he still got the eye test for us, that he can move. He has the IQ. He still can get there, just not as quick as he used to be. But I still think the guy got some some something left in the tank, bro. Yeah, I mean, Xavier Rose, I mean, I think that's an intriguing name. That would be a nice compliment to Jalen Johnson, three-time Pro Bowler. I think that would provide some stability. And also, he's a veteran in the game. Now, yeah, to the point that you made, he has lost a step. But listen, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, I wouldn't mind that at all. Casey Hayward is another guy. Potentially yep. a corner that I think could be good uh, from the Las Vegas Raiders. Getting experience over there at that position and pairing that with a really good young quarterback prospect from the draft as a guy to, to be able to take the spot in the future, I think that should be what we'll – I think that should be the plan of attack here. I really do. I mean, we, we just need that kind of a depth, man, because um... – you and I was really pissed last season, man, in general, just seeing what our secondary was doing. It was like, oh, no, those big plays they were giving up, man. And um, we just need somebody that can just, again, help out Jalen Johnson because he needs to help badly. Nah, he really does. He really does. Well, audience, A-Dub and I are about to get out of here. We appreciate you guys and your continued support of this show. 
and for helping make us a top-tier Chicago Bears podcast. We're the Bears Essentials, and we are out. <laughs>